Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Hope Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur masked singer judge. Welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want to engage with you. I want you to be part of the conversation, so... So, you can find me on the Twitter, on the Rizzo, on the Instagram, and on the Cameo at Colt S. Taylor. And, of course, you can follow the podcast version of the show at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. And for everything Colt Sebastian Taylor related, visit ColtSebastianTaylor.com. I should really update that website sometime soon. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. First up this week, Spotify, which if you are a subscriber to the podcast version of the show, perhaps you're listening on Spotify right now. Well, as you may know, one of the big podcasters on Spotify is Joe Rogan, former host of Fear Factor and co-star, well, supporting supporting co-star of News Radio with uh, the late, great, um, well, not David Spade, he's still alive. Uh, I can't think of another name. But anyways... Joe Rogan, he has a Joe Rogan podcast. Spotify paid uh, just a ton of money to get him on their platform. And uh, he may come, I don't know if you listen to it, but he's a bit of a vaccine skeptic. Has a lot of controversial people on there. Uh, but lately, he's had a lot of vaccine uh, skeptics. He got covid uh, and used, uh, you know, basically vitamins and horse paste to make himself feel better. And uh, I don't think he's vaccinated, is he? I don't, I don't. But anyways, he is not a pro-vaccine person. And he's had a lot of people on there uh, putting out basically misinformation about vaccines. Now, um, so, 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 uh, that has now come to a somewhat of a problem for some people. Uh, as I mentioned last week, Neil Young pulled his music from uh, Spotify as did uh, Joni Mitchell. And word comes this week that Crosby, Stills, and Nash have also begun to pull their music from Spotify as well until Spotify decides to be a bit more uh, responsible with the content they put out there, especially about vaccine-related things. And then some independent artists, such as, um, oh gosh, uh, India Ari, has pulled her music from there as well. So Joe Rogan, in attempts to, you know, quash this uh, sort of um, uh, outrage that towards him, uh, published an apology saying that he would try to do better, that he would, uh, just someone who likes to bring all opinions to the table, etc., etc., etc. But now his Spotify... Uh, his Spotify podcast will now come with a disclaimer on it, warning people about, you know, basically, you know, some of the things on here may not be true, 
etc., etc., etc. So basically, <laughs> so basically, uh, the people are still very upset with, um, uh, with Joe Rogan, with having these folks on. He has had controversial people on in the past, such as Alex Jones and uh, others like that. And uh, you know, I personally, you know. Listen, for, for, for there's a lot of folks out there who are saying, oh, this is censorship. Oh, they're trying to censor Joe Rogan. This is the same thing as book burning. Uh, well, one, I don't think you know what censorship means. And two, I don't think you know your history that well as well. Uh, this is, my friends, purely capitalism, okay? If Spotify decides to pull Joe Rogan off of Spotify... It's going to be because Spotify is losing money on it, okay? And censorship is when the government tells you you can't say or do something, or government entity. Spotify is a private company. They can do whatever they want. That's why they put Joe Rogan on in the first place. If Joe Rogan is no longer profitable, he gets the pull. Uh, censorship is when the government says, ah, you can't do that or you can't read that. Which, ironically, is what Texas is doing right now, as uh, Texas authorities are preemptively reviewing hundreds of books that may be considered uh, objectionable uh, or may cause complaints. Very loose definition. So, like, one of those books is Michelle Obama's biography, because, boy, howdy, we know how that can be controversial. See, when a government, like a school board or a state representative or, you know, local government does that, that is censorship. Okay, not what Spotify is doing. That is called business. I know, it, it, it can be a little bit hard. You're told a lot of things, but that's the difference. And finally, folks, just, just so we're on the same page here, we do live in America. There is freedom of speech. There is the First Amendment. Uh, but one, again, that applies to the government, not private businesses. And two, freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences. Okay, so Joe Rogan can do these things. He's perfectly capable of doing having over whoever he wants on any vaccine skeptics. He can have me on. I would. I would be. I would be a great guest for ye old Joe Rogan. Um, but uh, it doesn't just give you carte blanche to uh say whatever you want without any sort of consequences. It's kind of like that Will Ferrell movie Talladega Nights, where he says, "In all due respect." You're an idiot, so you can't call me an idiot. I'm, I'm you, the owner. Well, I said with all due respect. So with all due respect, this sucks. So, you know, you just can't say, can't say that. Uh, also, finally, finally, folks, I, I got into it with someone else uh, today. Not today, but this week on Twitter. About folks having an open mind about things. Having an open mind. Have an open mind, okay? There's a difference between having an open mind and using the phrase, have an open mind as a crutch so you don't have to defend anything that you're saying. That's like saying, hey, listen, flight earth, have an open mind. Uh, no. No. I will not have an open mind. That's, that's dumb. So, you know, I often find the folks that scream have an open mind the most are also the most likely only to look at a very selective, selective uh, selection of sources to prove that their point is right and uh, will not bother looking at anything else. They're like, ah, there we are. There's my sources. The ones that say I'm right and everyone else is wrong. You know what? Keep an open mind.
So, anyways, so uh, we'll see what happens with the old Spotify and Joe Rogan. A lot of artists are starting to grumble and take things off of Spotify. Eventually, that's uh, going to hit them. That's going to hit them. In other tech news, on Thursday, Facebook, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Meta, Meta, they changed their name, they rebranded to Meta. Uh, Meta's uh, stock value plummeted 23%. Uh, after the company forecasted weaker than expected revenue growth, uh, wiping off about, oh gosh, $210 billion from the value of its company. I guess Mark Zuckerberg took a wee bit of a hit. He'll have to skip one of his newest yachts, I guess, uh, as uh, lost a qu- almost a quarter of its value, which is uh, pretty impressive. Uh, I can't say I feel that bad for... Facebook. Facebook is kind of a terrible company. Um, they don't do a whole good job at uh, making sure awful content doesn't get out there. They don't really police it all that well. Uh, so you got a lot of terrible stuff out there, a lot of misinformation, and uh, a lot of people just uh, think, yeah, hey, you know what? I'm good. I've had enough. I don't think uh, I'm bothered with Facebook. I know I myself uh, don't bother much with Facebook as it is. Um, uh, the, the Colt Sebastian Taylor Facebook page, which, hey, yeah, sure, you can follow it, but, you know, from a purely marketing standpoint, uh, it's very expensive to advertise on there, and organically, you don't get much traffic as it is. So they kind of lured everyone in about 10 years ago to make Facebook pages, and then, whoop, now they want money. Uh, the company is blaming, though, macroeconomic challenges uh, on advertisers who are spending less money on Facebook, and uh, privacy changes to Apple's iOS that makes marketing a wee bit harder on that app. So I guess that's the way that works, I guess. Uh, other social media uh, other social media uh, company stock is down also on Thursday. Uh, Thursday morning, Pinterest fell 5%. Twitter fell 4%. Snapchat dropped 18%. Oh, boy. Uh, the, another app that I'm generally not on. I mean, I'm sure folks have a fine time on the Snapchat, but uh, I'm mostly on the Twitter, and uh, recently, not much on Rizzle. I've been so busy with a variety of things that I can't quite find time to do that. Mostly on Twitter, arguing with people, and then, of course, making my show on here. But anyways, Facebook losing 20, 20, at least 20% on Thursday, its value with weaker than, uh, weaker than expected results for revenue. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, um, I'm sure folks who are heavily invested in Facebook are panicking. I myself, eh, I'm not too terribly concerned. Uh, it'll be the biggest one-day drop ever, apparently. Uh, previously, it was in July 2018 when it dropped 19%. People might see some see some uh, uh, opportunities to buy some stock at the end of the day, but it uh, looks like there'll be a big drop today for Facebook. Uh, if it's of interest, I will continue to follow it, but uh, I probably won't. I probably won't. What I do follow, however, is my friend DC. And if you were here last week, you know that now there are two shows that my pal DJ, my DJ, GJ Pal Extraordinaire DC, is hosting here on AWSM Radio. Uh, first up is DC Live in Effect. That's right, our in-house DJ DC will mix it up every Friday night at 9 p.m., Sundays at 10 p.m., and you don't want to miss it out while he's smashing on the ones and twos, kicking the beats 
from his South Florida compound every week. Uh, in fact, I think there's a 25% increase in the smashing it on the ones and twos. So, I mean, what a lovely investment. Now, listen, you probably say to yourself, okay, okay. I listened to the Saturday morning report on Saturdays with Colt Sebastian Taylor in the morning. But you know what? I need some house music Saturday night. Well, hey, my friends, I pulled some strings. Here on AWSN Radio, we've got the DC house party on Saturdays. DC is going to bring his freestyle DJing to the max, okay? Where do you think that max is? Knock it up three levels. The house party Saturdays will give you the Miami vibe without actually having to go down to uh, Florida and dealing with all the stuff that's down in Florida. From the top clubs to the bars, DC will bring the party to you. That's Saturdays at 10 p.m. So just review. Fridays at 9, Saturdays at 10, Sundays at 10. You can listen to DC. First is DC Live in Effect, DC House Party Saturdays, and then DC Live in Effect again. Just an Oreo cookie of deliciousness and food. Well, not food, music. So food for the mind, if you think about it. Right here on AWSM Radio. Next up, folks, we go to one of the two things that are assured things in life. Taxes. The other being death. But taxes, um, the IRS is hiring uh, 1,200 new employees this year. You're probably saying to yourself, ah, the IRS, what do they need more employees for? That is an evil organization of ne'er-do-wells. Well, Despite your sovereign citizen opinion on the IRS, good luck with that, uh, they need more employees, folks. Why? Because they need to process your taxes. And your taxes have your refunds to them. Okay? Listen, uh, this, this, may, this may not surprise you, but uh, if you send in your taxes, you also send in a check if you owe money, right? Well... They cash that check real fast. That's a different department. That's really easy for them to do. The processing of said taxes, that takes a bit more time. Now, they're hiring more people because they have a tremendous amount of backlog to get through. Apparently, there's over 10 million, 10 million tax filings from last year that they have yet to get to. And so that's, that's and they have about, uh, I think, a million from the previous year they didn't get to, and then they have a collection of tax returns from the previous two years that they still have not processed. Now, those are business taxes. They're very complicated. It takes a little more time, but they have a backlog, friends, okay? So as fast as they will cash your check, if you are owed a refund, <sighs> brother, they ain't coming to you until they get your tax return. They're not going to send you a check until they're done with it. Uh, I, myself experiences firsthand on my end uh, I think last year and the year before where it took them about 14 months to get me my tax refund back um, uh, I originally did not get any stimulus uh, from the COVID stuff uh, They because they didn't process my taxes from 2019 until the end of 2020 and then by the time they processed it it was too late for them to send me a check, so I had to put that amount of money as a credit on my 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 tax return in 20, uh, 2021. And then it took them another eight months for them to get me that check that I owed from that, that money I had left over from that one as well. So 
it was a big mess. Uh, we'll give a hat tip to my congressional representative, uh, Chrissy Houlihan, here in Pennsylvania, because uh, once the IRS just couldn't get me anything, I emailed her office, and they put some unpaid intern on it to figure it out. And uh, as much as you may knock uh, government, they got back to me real quick and kept me in the loop a lot of the times. Uh, so I imagine the folks that don't get help from the, con- the congressional representative are probably asking for really difficult things. But anyways, going back, the IRS needs help. They have lots of unclaimed or unprocessed filings that need to get through. They have the lowest amount of employees in the last 10 years. Uh, There are basically fewer than 15,000 people to handle over 240 million phone calls made to the agency. So basically, one person to handle every 16,000 phone calls. So... Yeah, that is um, that is pretty intense, right? Uh, so the agency is encouraging people to carefully check their tax returns before submitting them. And if you do electronic filing and get direct deposit, you will generally get your funds uh, quicker. Uh, usually within, hopefully, several weeks as opposed to several months. I, myself... I like to print out and send them in because I'm just kind of, I don't know about that. So I send them in. I don't mind waiting because I don't plan for, I always owe money anyway. So, you know, why do I care? Uh, but like if you, if you mess up on your taxes, they check them. They check them. Uh, one year, uh, I did not sign in the right place. So, you know, in August, they sent it back to me and say, hey, you didn't sign this, sign this and send it back. Then we'll send you a refund check, and I did. So they got people checking it. They got to got find their signatures, and then you know. So yeah, so they they need more people there. And if you're looking for a job, hey, listen, if you like work with papers and crunching numbers, I'm sure the IRS would be more than happy to hire you. I don't know what they do down there. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you probably have to have some passing knowledge of tax law at one point. But I'm also imagine a lot of that work is just putting taxes into a scanner and scanning it into electronic files and then destroying said paper so it's all electronic files. Just guessing. Just guessing. I don't know. But anyways, the IRS is hiring more folks. It is now February. You've got basically two months to get your act together, folks, or file for an extension. Uh, you know, get just, just, just best to get started now so that by come April, you're not rushing. Moving along to Texas. Now I'm not talking about them trying to pull books from schools. That's that's a well-covered story. Ridiculous. Talking about one of my passions, butterflies. But you know that about me, Colin Sebastian Taylor. Well, fortunately, I cannot go and visit the National uh, Butterfly Sanctuary. Um, you probably ask yourself, the National Butterfly Center in Texas. You probably ask yourself, oh, gosh, what's wrong? Is it too cold down there? Are the, all the butterflies... Uh, melted because they're made of butter. That's how butterflies work. Uh, no, they're closed uh, indefinitely uh, because of right-wing conspiracy theorists making credible threats to the butterfly sanctuary. So you probably say to yourself, oh, okay, well, they probably think butterflies are uh, have microchips in them and they're being used to pollinate um, the, the pollinate the world with this chemical to make people more compliant. Uh, actually, I should probably stop because that's probably... Probably somebody has come up with that idea. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it's just an old-fashioned QAnon conspiracy 
where they think that this center, which borders along the Rio Grande, is being used to smuggle illegal immigrants and child trafficking into the United States, and some sort of satanic rituals are taking place here on the Butterfly Sanctuary. Uh, I believe I covered this a week or two ago, where some whack job showed up from Virginia trying to barge their way in to save the children, and they had to call the police. Well, of course, as do all of these nut jobs do, they live-streamed their breaking revolutionary action, and uh, it kind of picked up a lot of places, so uh, this place is getting sort of non-stop threats and whatnot to the point where the staff is no longer safe working there, inviting people in, so they're just closing indefinitely until they can sort this out. Uh, salary will will still be paid to the employees, thankfully. But for everyone else, according to Jeffrey Glassberg, the president of the North American Butterfly Association that runs the uh, center, uh, it'll be closed no further notice because, quote, the safety of our staff and visitors is our primary concern. So I don't know why a Virginian candidate for state rep or congressional rep is hauling herself down to Texas to film herself being getting into fights with butterfly sanctuary employees. That's somehow, that's going to help her raise money. But hey, that's the world we live in, apparently. So hopefully, folks, um, hopefully folks who are making these threats are going to get arrested and go to jail. And this lady just disappears off of any relevance and whatnot. But probably not. Probably will pop up somewhere else and cause more problems. Uh, just for those who are keeping score, the QAnon is a far-right conspiracy movement that began in 2017 and claims that uh, the Democrats are running a satanic child-kidnapping sex trafficking ring uh, and is blamed for a variety of things, such as you know the Black Lives Matter riots, uh, the riot at the Capitol, uh, the impeachment, just everything is a big old, big old conspiracy. And they're always about to bring the pain, uh, tick-tock, tick-tock, boom. Evidence is about to be dropped. There are hundreds of thousands of, thousands of sealed arrest warrants just waiting to go out. And it's always soon, always next week, always next month, always, well, you know, when these dates line up. Um, so... Still waiting for that. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But in the meantime, this wonderful organization, the Butterfly uh, Butterfly Place, is now closed to the public. People can't go there because there are credible threats to the safety of staff and the facility there from folks who think that the Butterfly's actuary is a conduit of illegal information and child tra trafficking into the United States. Of course, the Butterfly Sanctuary. It's almost too perfect. Almost too perfect. But I'll tell you what, it's not a conspiracy. This is confirmation, folks, from multiple sources. If you are driving home from work and need to listen to a fun drive-time show for that evening commute, well, I've got it for you. Multiple government uh, sources confirm that The Rock Sessions is featuring the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. Uh, they'll say, Call Sebastian Taylor is right. Other people call him a raving lunatic, but he was right when he said that The Rocks will make it rock, rock style, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. I mean, you know, you, you need to get your, your weekday inoculation of The Rock Sessions to, to, to minimize yourself from the boredom of driving home listening to those other shows. Blech. 
You don't need to deal with that. Listen to the Rock Sessions, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., right here on AWSM Radio. Moving on to sports, uh, the Washington football team now has a new name, a new name. Uh, it's called the Washington Commanders. That's after about a two-year search. Uh, they were formerly known as the uh, Washington Redskins, which uh, many, if not all, Native American uh, groups found to be offensive, uh, as one would, and whatnot. So they are dropping, they dropped all those logos and names about two years ago, just went from the generic Washington football team. But they are now known as the Washington Commanders, uh, connecting the team to the strong history of the military in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, this came to welcome news to Susan Show Harjo, uh, who is a 76-year-old and has been advocating for sports teams uh, to drop Native American imagery and mascots since the 1960s, calling it an amazing and giant step in the maturation of America. <clears throat> That's the sort of place in the world, the Native people's place in the world, to help the rest of the country come to grips with his past and understand how to move on, and I hope how to do it with grace. Uh, other other teams have changed their names. The Cleveland Indians are now known as the Cleveland Guardians, which I covered in a previous episode. Uh, other teams, such as the NFL's Kansas City Chiefs, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Atlanta Braves, uh, are not saying they're not. They're saying have said they're not planning to make any sort of name change. And there are uh, well, there 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 apparently over a thousand different teams out there at the collegiate and high school level that use Native American mascots and names, and they're hoping that this change will spur the movement a bit further in order to encourage other teams using these names to consider changing them as well. According to Hajo, uh, all of this uh, cultural thievery really has to stop. What the Washington team and Cleveland team have done is to remove two of the most grotesque and violent images and names that exist. They provide an example of what can be done, even if you're making a fortune doing it. Even if they didn't think it was 100% wrong, the owners, a, the owners, a whole lot of people did, and so they had to, to as well. So good, as long as they can help clear the decks. Ray Halberger, the representative of the New York-based uh, all. Hmm. Oneida Indian Nation, a leader of the Change the Mascot campaign, said the name change was a victory for all those around the world seeking to advance inclusivity and respect our societies. Yet equally important is how we choose to remember what was involved in getting the team to finally change its name. Uh, so the Washington Commanders will retain their burgundy and gold colors uh, that they had during their three Super Bowl wins in the 1980s and early 90s during their glory days. And uh, they said, like I said, the, the name is connected to the U.S. military. <clears throat> U.S. military. Uh, they had some other finalists, such as the Red Hogs, the Admirals, and the Presidents. Uh, the Red Wolves was initially a fan favorite, but due to copywriting and trademark hurdles, because Red Wolves is used a lot all over the place, they went with the Commanders. Uh, President Biden tweeted support of the name change, saying there are now two Commanders in town. Uh, he recently got a new puppy, uh, who he named a Commander staying at the White House. Uh, his other dog, uh, uh, he has another dog living in Delaware, and then his, his other other dog that had some uh, adjustment issues uh, passed away 
Uh, last few months, he was a very, very old dog and whatnot. But uh, anyways, there are now two commanders in Washington, D.C. Uh, Commander the Puppy at the White House and the Washington Commanders, the new name for the Washington football team. Uh, next up on the agenda for the Washington Commanders, a new field, apparently. Uh, the team's lease on the FedEx field expires in 2027, and there is momentum is the momentum is building for agreement in Virginia to build a new stadium. Seems like they build a new stadium for these football teams like once every eight years. Uh, although apparently there are sites in Maryland and Washington D.C. that are currently under consideration, so we'll see where they end up come 2028. In other football news, there appears to be a uh, momentum for a group to buy the Denver Broncos. Apparently, John Elway and Peyton Manning are both interested in becoming owners of the Denver Broncos, but neither one of them could really afford to buy the team. It is worth billions. So Elway and Manning are joining together to form an ownership group as minority investors, along with a a billionaire or a few billionaires uh, serving on this ownership group as the controlling owner. Uh, There's been big names associated with this, but none of them have been uh, sort of panning out. Uh, Jeff Bezos of Amazon was name was thrown around for a bit, but according to Peter King of NBC Sports, that is not true. Uh, Jay-Z, rapper and businessman, uh, was considered uh, linking, was linked to this uh, ownership group. But uh, as of now, there are no quote-unquote developments on that front. Again, speculation. Uh, then, front office sports reported last month that billionaire Robert F. Smith as one of the potential bidders. But again, that appears to be a false alarm as well. So, so no word yet on who will be buying the Denver Broncos. Uh, John Elway and Peyton Manning are both very interested, but they need a big backer. I, myself, Colt Sebastian Taylor, am not a billionaire, uh, so that is probably not going to happen. Uh, they could ask uh, known villain Scorpio, but apparently he gave the Denver Broncos to Homer Simpson in the mid-1990s. And if you're a big Simpsons fan, you will get that reference. And if you're not, this makes no sense whatsoever. But I'm okay with that because five people will get that. And the rest, you'll just have to look it up. You'll just have to look it up. But anyways, John, uh, John Elway, Peyton Manning, possible future minority owners of the Denver Broncos. So stay tuned to that. Speaking of sports, my friends, if you've got a thing for basketball, then you need to listen to To The Rack with Mac. It is your go-to spot for all things NBA. Join AWSM Radio's NBA expert, Mac Daddy, as he brings you a full hour of high-flying hoops expertise. You want to tune in for all things NBA every Wednesday at 9 p.m. You will definitely want to listen to him. Uh, listen, I, I don't understand how basketball works. I, I, I guess there's a hoop and a ball and there's dribbling. I don't know why people are slobbering. That's just the way it works, but... There is one person to go to, and that is that is Mac Daddy. He is an NBA expert. We're very lucky to have him here on AWSM Radio. So listen to To the Rack with Mac, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m., right here on AWSM Radio. Moving along, folks, uh, you've all seen Maury Povich, the Maury, where he does those paternity results where they talk for about 20 minutes, then he goes, You are not the father, or you are the father. And everyone freaks out. As entertaining as that is on TV, 
What's not so entertaining is uh, finding that out on Christmas. Yes, that's right. Uh, well, apparently, uh, uh, Mike and Jeannie Harvey are uh, filing a lawsuit against a doctor. Uh, apparently, Jeannie went under artificial assimilation in 1991, gave birth to a beautiful daughter, Jessica, and, uh, you know, uh, very proud of her father's Italian heritage. Daughter took Italian in high school, practiced it, uh, practiced it with uh, her paternal grandmother, who's Italian. Well, three decades later, uh, she's 28 now, so nearly three decades later, uh, Jessica was going to go to Italy, okay? Celebrate her Italian heritage. Parents got an Ancestry.com DNA test so they could find out what regions from Italy she came from through her father's side. Uh, they were still distant relatives living in Italy across the Atlantic. Well, the results came back. Turns out she has no Italian roots in her. That's odd. Her father's Italian. Well, it turns out her father is not the father. Oh, no. Yes, uh, not the father at all. Well, she thought, well, hey, you know, Ancestry.com must have made a mistake. You know, let's, let's sort this out. We'll go to a professional paternity testing company, find out about this. Uh, did a few tests, turns out still not the father, not the father at all. Uh, so they, they did some investigation, hired some, uh, hired an investigator. They were able to track down her biological father. They contacted the family, and the man said that, you know, he and his wife had the same doctor in 1991, Nicholas Spiritos, but they had never conceived a child. Uh, but obviously they, you know, left reproductive material there. So, uh, obviously, uh, something in, in file A got into file B and then, uh, got inseminated and now Jessica, Jessica's there and whatnot. So, I guess the early 90s was a hell of a time for, for, for artificial insemination. Uh, records were not kept all that well, apparently. Probably a slapdash operation there. Uh, obviously, they are very upset. Now the family is suing the doctor and the hospital system for medical malpractice, uh, negligence, lack of informed consent, things like that. Uh, the statement of the hospital said that it takes this allegation seriously and understands the impact it has on the family. The statement from the hospital said, At this point, we have not met with the family or conducted testing of our own. Uh, given the very limited information that we have and the amount of time that has passed, it remains our hope that attorneys representing the family will work with us to make that next step a priority. Well, they said that they had sent uh, both Summer Health, which is the hospital system, and Dr. Spiros extensive medical records and a draft complaint seven months ago. And uh, they said the hospital did not attempt to meet with them or conduct their own testing at the time. Dr. Spiritos, which apparently is still in business, um, did not respond for comment, uh, which was requested from his office. Go figure. Uh, so this sort of stuff is actually apparently not super uncommon. I mean, not common, but like, you know, not surprised when it happens. Uh, apparently... Uh, there have been cases that have risen dramatically due to the popularity of at-home testing. Uh, Adam Wolf, the plaintiff's lawyer, uh, has said that he has seen a spike in cases in February, which, you know, Valentine's Day, uh, after uh, things like that. Popular, popular genetic testing company 23andMe includes a warning label saying, 
on its product, it says, uh, customers might discover unexpected relationships, though not common. These <laughs> discoveries could affect you and your family. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. I'd say. Uh, so if you're going to do, um, you know, a, a, a at-home test, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Uh, so there is a call for greater regulation in the artificial insemination industry. Uh, some people consider it somewhat as like the Wild West, especially the 90s. And some folks say it's kind of kind of Wild West today. It's, it's, uh, there's regulations, but there could be more regulations and whatnot. Um, Jessica Harvey said that her family experience had been a trauma that I never could have imagined. For us and countless families, suspecting unsuspecting families out there, it took just one Christmas gift, a home DNA test to change our lives forever. It's taken every ounce of my power to remain strong for myself and my family as we try to move forward. Um, not to say it's not traumatic, but, you know, if it's a good family, then it's a good family. The, the, obviously, the doctor the hospital system... Uh, they don't get sued as well they should, but doesn't change that the, she had a very loving family. So I I feel like that statement was perhaps a bit coached from said lawyer and whatnot. Uh certainly hope she you know gets over and whatnot, but you know still had a loving family. You're just not Italian, all right? You know doesn't mean you can't take Italy, Italian lessons. You can't visit their families. And in fact, you probably will have a much better trip because they'll probably give you a whole lot of money for this big old mistake. Big old mistake. Folks, you're probably asking yourself, what's going on? Well, what's going on is actually a show we have here on AWSM Radio. It's our Fox Sports affiliate show, providing listeners with over 150 combined years of sports knowledge, hosted by Nate Brown and his crew, uh, have a staple on Western New York sports for the past two decades and are now moving national, my friends. Wednesdays at 10 p.m., you want to listen to What's Going On right here on AWSM Radio. Well, that just about wraps up our day here today. But before I sign off, just want to give you a brief update. I had mentioned several weeks ago that I was suffering some very severe arm and neck pain and wrist pain and just Nerve pain, which was really, really horrible. Uh, caused me not to do a show over the holidays because I couldn't, like, you know, function. Well, good news, folks. Doing okay. No real pain. The The feeling has returned to my fingers. So big shout-out to NovaCare at Wellspan in Denver, Pennsylvania, near Ephrata. Fantastic physical therapy, folks. Going there three days a week, uh, of which means that I have about four and a half hours of less time to do things. So I have not been on Rizzle all that much plus doing a 5 to 10 hours worth of D&D podcasting. Again, put out their content. I have to take content from other places, so if you don't see me much on Rizzle, you should find me on the podcasting channels, because that's podcast as well, as well as this show, uh, too. Which, again, I really need to update my website. Put that on there. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Well, my friends... Thus ends this week's Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you for joining me. And remember, other than Grizzly, you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram, uh, sometimes the Facebook, but always on the Cameo. And of course, anchor.fm, Colt S. Taylor, for you to catch the podcast version of this show if you can't be around over the weekends. 
So hit me up if you think there's a story I should cover. Or you just want to say hi. I like the attention. What can I say? Uh, and uh, bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com. Until next time, my friends, I am, of course, your friend, the one, the only, Colt Sebastian Taylor. And I'll see you later. <laughs>